You have reached the voicemail box of Speed Dial with Ira Madison III and Doreen St. Felix. Summer's over, so we're about to give you a primer on cuffing season, which is fast approaching. Also, a celebration of Beyonce's 35th birthday and the 10th anniversary of her album B-Day, plus how Rita Ora managed to scam her way into the Vatican. Leave a message. Ira, my body is still aching from going to the West Indian Day Parade in Brooklyn. I can't believe summer's over. I need to talk to you about it. You need to call me back right now. Doreen. Hey, boo. Um, Wagwan. I <laughs> listen, you West Indian. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad that like summer's over for you in New York. That's actually why I fled last week because it is still summer in Los Angeles. I am sipping a peach pear LaCroix and just enjoying this like summer breeze. <laughs> that's first of all, LaCroix is gross but that's not what we're here to talk about I'm mourning the end of summer it's still like it's still 90 degrees every single day in New York but you just feel that everybody is just turning inwards they're surly again it's like they're getting ready to be the pale you know like asocial versions of themselves that they are during the winter yeah I mean we still even get that in like Los Angeles you can sort of feel when the kids are back in school, um, so you don't want to mm-hmm. be like anywhere near the movies or a shopping mall because the youths are descending. Um, so you just want to stay home, you know, and kick it yeah. with Netflix or a boo if you have one. Which a is a boo. I mean, technically, cuffing preseason started a couple of weeks ago. Because if you're really about it, you get, like, you lock down a boo at the end of summer so you don't have to rush, you know, in September. Well, I tried to lock down a boo this summer, and it turned out that while he was seeing me, he was also seeing everyone else in Los Angeles. So that didn't really work out. It's fine. Oh, my God, I hate him. You know, there's hoes in this world. (laughs) And they're not loyal. I guess... Chris Brown was right about something. When you hang up the phone, can you um, text me his information? I sure will. For no, like, for no reason. I just need it. Wait, I've told you about him before. Oh, it, that's him? Yeah. He we're not seems gonna, so nice. What happened? I know. We're not going to mention it on the podcast, but he's evil. It's like, it's like a, and you know what? It was like our relationship was empire. All of a sudden... <laughs> He had a new character development <laughs> one week, and I was like, mm, you know what? I'm going to stop watching this. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, he's out of the picture, but are there any prospects for the future? I don't know. The Australian that I'm still in love with is still in Australia, so that's not happening. Fly him out. Girl. All I'm saying is it's been like a very trying time. What is your advice for trying to get cuffed. As someone who has been cuffed for a year next week. Oh, congratulations. So because this is an anniversary, you can tell that I met Bay 
during cuffing season. You did. But I wasn't even out trying to get cuffed. I just went to a party and I think I was exuding that those pheromones of like I want to sh- shack up with someone, <laughs> and it just happened. And it's been amazing since. It's so there's so much less stress. You know, I feel reborn. That is that's beautiful. You know. I like hearing Thank like you. stories of black love. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> but I saw the movie Moonlight last night, and I'm like especially in oh, my feelings goodness. this morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm like all the way there. I want to jump off the cliff, but um, <laughs> you know the season has just begun. So um, let me tell you. Actually, last night I was at this event. Um, hosted by Lance Bass. We don't have to get into why I was there. but Are you, are you sure I can't ask you why? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but one of the people outside the event when I left recognized me. And they listened to Speed oh Dial. God. And it was a guy. He listens to Speed Dial. I have no Is idea. Is he cute? Yeah. I don't know if he's like gay or straight, though. So... I mean, this is my second time running into this person. The first time was at a bar, and he recognized me and was like, oh, my God, are you Ira from Speed Dial? And I was like, oh, this is kind of lit. And then last night, last night he was carrying a camera, and I was like, what are you doing here? And it turns out he works for TMZ, and he was waiting to get photos of Lance Bass. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You and... You and an employee from TMZ would be an unholy marriage, and I'm 100% here for it. Wouldn't it? Like, we would actually probably leave and start our own website. (laughs) IRA. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so aside from that, there's also, I'm just going to put this out here, um, because I've, you know, decided to use this podcast as um, my new dating show. There's someone else in Los Angeles who I have had a thing for, for like, I don't know, five years, six years. I think it's only been five years. Anyway, they intermittently listen to speed dial and they know who they are. So whoever this paramour is, Ira is checking for you. If you want to hang out to his DMS or his email post haste something (laughs) Or anyone else listening, like uh, some quality candidates, though. <laughs> like, I remember I did a tweet once about um, people like sliding into my DMs, and then it ended up being like some trash. And I just, I don't want any trash this season. I've already gone through a lot of scammers and a lot of villains in 2016, and I don't want that anymore. It's a new year, and I just, I feel it deeply in my heart. Chani Nichols has been telling me that scammers are just not allowed in this rotation of the sun. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just need to, whoever you need to extinguish from your life, get that extinguisher and blow them away, my love. Like, it's over. You're going to find somebody, whether it's via this podcast or via TMZ, who's going to be perfect for you, who's, who's going to do like everything for you that he should do, will keep your fridge stocked with Prosecco. I feel it. You know me. I see things. It's the West Indian in me. Well, thank you. And I hope that our listeners are ready for our new weekly segment, um, Who's Ira Dating This Week? 
Every week, we invite our listeners to call in so we can give them advice on life, love, and scamming their way into anything their heart desires.、Um, this week, our question is actually about cuffing season, so we're going to dive into that question right now. Hey there, Ira. Hey there, Doreen. Just had a quick question.、Um, so I met a girl the other night at a party. Super cool, super fun. But I dropped the ball. I didn't get her number. How can I get in touch with her? Should I ask around for her number? Should I hit her up on Facebook? What's kosher?、Uh, let me know. Thanks. Bye. Well, I just want to clear up that I'm not Jewish, so I can't actually tell you what's kosher in this situation, beloved caller. I've had kosher meat before, so also I'm like <laughs> one fourth Jewish by blood, which doesn't really count. And I think my Jewish friends actually、um, roll their eyes whenever I tell them that, but. I'm just going to put that out there in the world so people know. <laughs> But that's besides the fact. First off, congratulations. This sounds like the sweetest story ever. And I mean, considering that it's cuffing season, I understand why you feel pressed to know what you should do in this situation. So take it away, Dr. Love. You gave me advice already. So. What should he I do? I am Dr. Love this week. You are. I'm going to assume that because you mentioned that you could possibly hit her up on Facebook, that you know her name, which is a good start. It's not every day that you meet a potential bay and actually get their name. So if you really do feel like the vibe was right when you guys were、um, at the party, and you're sure that she's not going to curve you when you contact her, I would say go for it. Slide in those Facebook messages. You might even maybe want to friend her because I know that they're actually, there's two categories of messages on Facebook. So sometimes when somebody's not actually friends with you, the message gets lost in spam. So you want to, like, you know, make a small effort to let her know that you remember who she is. Yeah, I definitely have two message sections on Facebook.、Um, I think they like filter them for me. Um, the filtered、They、one、do. is because you're filter, famous. Well, the filtered one is where like all my racist Facebook messages go、uh, whenever I write <laughs> something about black people. So I never look at that one. So if somebody's met me at a party and tried to Facebook message me, it's not going to happen unless you friend me.、Uh, and I tend to accept people, you know, if we have like three mutual friends, just because I like the comments on my posts and things. So. You know, I'm always welcome. I don't know how this became about me. Anyway, I think that's good advice. Like, also, if you know who she is, you could also, like, if she has an Instagram, you should just, like, follow、yes. her, like maybe two or three photos, and wait for her response. That's a little aggressive, in、is、my、it? opinion, but that doesn't mean you can't be a little aggressive to get what you want, caller. I read this article、so、and, like, that's what, that's what teenagers do now. Like, they do the Instagram, like, tete a tete. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, you obviously felt something, and it's about to get cold before you know it. So, you need to lock this down. Don't be shy. And also, don't feel like you need to wait a requisite three days or something. I feel like there's a weird. 
um, rule that people made up where it's like, oh, you can't show somebody that you're that interested so as to not appear thirsty. So you have to wait a little bit before you actually reach out. And I don't think you should do that. Um, if you like somebody, you should just let them know. I I've friend people. I can guarantee that it works. I friend people that I like immediately. Like if we meet at the bar, they already have a friend request while we're talking. <laughs> Maybe that's thirsty. So you're already too late. You need to friend request her now. Yeah. Add her on Facebook. Slide into the messages. Do your thing. And let us know how it goes. Please call us back and let us know how it goes. That goes for everyone else who we've given advice to. Because we want to make sure that we are actually not like leading people astray. Yeah. Speed dial, where are they now edition. If you would like to be included in the feedback portion of Speed Dial and you have a question you would like us to answer, maybe you met someone at a party, maybe you want to know how to watch Beyonce videos without owning title, give us a call at 424-354-9335. Once again, that number is 424-354-9335. Leave a message. This is a very auspicious week, an auspicious month. For one, it is the 35th anniversary of the birth of a one Beyonce, Giselle Knowles. Praise her. I want to thank Tina Lawson for bringing Beyonce into the world. It's a gift. It really is absolutely a gift. And additionally, besides Beyonce's birthday, it's also the 10th anniversary of B-Day, which is her second studio album. And... I think it's fair to say the most slept on creative project that she's ever done, right? I mean, B-Day is like this perfect Southern Gothic album that people ignore the fact that it was her first visual album too. Because she released videos for every damn song. Yeah, that's a really good point. But people just weren't paying attention, I think. Not as much as they do now. No, because it was like... You know, Irreplaceable came from that album, you know, so she, it was still like sing along Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good description. I love that sing along Beyonce, which is also to say that was still R&B Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, she was literally still doing like the Irreplaceable, the um, Ring the Alarm is on there, Sugar Mama, Kitty Cat. Like these are all like... R&B songs that are dripping with like, you know, her Southern vibes, but it's before she like started experimenting, you know, in the realms of pop and like rock and other forms of music. Yeah. So the genre is pretty stable, but, you know, B-Day is a pretty short album. I think there's like 10 tracks on it, not not counting the, the bonus ones. And you can listen to it pretty quickly and it's also very listenable like it has that quality but you can see that Beyonce is already setting the stage for like you say the southern gothic that is so obvious in a project like Lemonade right Mm -hmm. or the idea that women are actually like materially more powerful than men my favorite Beyonce song of all time of all time is Upgrade You really which is on B-Day yes that's my favorite Beyonce song Mostly because 
Jay-Z's verse on it is actually good. And my friend online, her at on Twitter is Black Francis Ha. <laughs> she <laughs> has this theory that it's because Beyonce actually wrote the verse, which <laughs> makes a lot of sense to me. So I think it's just, you know, it's the platonic ideal of what a Jay-Z and Beyonce collaboration can sound like. It's their best one. To me, it's even like a little bit better than Drunken Love because that verse is so stra- is so trash. Listen, um, Jay-Z is like the king of trash guest verses on Beyonce songs. Uh, you're right. Upgrade You is like the only good one. And it does kind of sound like she wrote it because lyrics like, um, I don't call shots. I call audibles and like things like these are just like they sound like Beyonce. Yeah, the wordplay and everything. Um, that and the fact that as a friend of mine pointed out, um, people always like to say that like Beyonce doesn't write her own stuff. And it's like, she is absolutely a collaborator because if you think that a man came up with the line, um, like a perm that's been left too long. (laughs) That is way too specific of a reference. It's super specific. Beyonce is obviously channeling of like very painful moment in her history when somebody left that perm on her kitchen a little bit too long and she lost some hair. It was probably Farrah Franklin. That's actually why she got fired. (laughs) Leave Farrah alone. (laughs) Um, But no, the album is like still like amazing to this day. Um, On B-Day, uh, my friends and I like made it an all Beyonce day. We had a Beyonce brunch and we went out to the club in search of Beyonce. Um, I played B-Day in the Uber and like our Uber driver, she was like, are you a DJ? Cause you playing all the lit music. And I was like, girl, this is just one <laughs> album. <laughs> That's so adorable. Oh my God. But <laughs> let me tell you, It was really hard in Los Angeles to find a Beyonce birthday party on the day of her birth. And it was a Sunday night before Labor Day, too. So there was really no excuse. That's unbelievable. I feel like everywhere I went in New York, people were literally blasting Beyonce. And I saw so many invites, you know, to come to this bar. There's going to be lemonade themed drinks and everything. I mean, she literally gave you the drink. For you to throw a party, like how lazy do you have to be to not honor her? I on want a to Sunday on a long weekend. Right. I want to give a special shout out to um, DJ Patrick Kuzara in Los Angeles, who was a scammer. Talking about the scammers <laughs> that I've dealt with this year, he uploaded an Instagram that said, "Get information at Revolver WeHo." So that's Revolver Bar in West Hollywood. Get information with me, DJ PK, from 3 to 9 p.m. He's wearing his No Angel shirt in the photo. Let me tell you, I walked up in that bar and the first damn song I heard was some Hillary Duff shit. <gasps> what? It took Hillary an hour. Hillary Duff? It and an... I love that white woman. She's right? on the list of five white women that I like. Listen, I I'm love her. I love her. I love Younger. I love Lizzie McGuire. But it was not <laughs> Hillary Duff Day. It was B-Day. And it took an hour for him to even play Crazy in Love. <gasps> wow. He played some That's goddamn like Miley Cyrus. Napping, I think. It's rude. Luckily, yeah. we fled that bar and ended up at another one 
like three hours later that was actually playing like Beyonce music every other song. But even the other songs were like Beyonce adjacent. Like he was playing Prince and he was playing like Ying Yang Twins and Juvenile giving us, you know, like some Southern hip hop. Um, you know, we had some too short up in there. So I was like, this is a lit night. Like those are the songs that Beyonce would play at her own party. Yeah. DJ Patrick, however, is on that list. And speaking of Sorry, Beyonce's, DJ Patrick. <laughs> speaking of Beyonce's party, um, her birthday party looked hella fun. Oh my God. Beyonce did a 70s themed um, Soul Train birthday party. And let me tell you that every assistant in Hollywood was fast at work all week getting their bosses wigs and vintage dreads because you know these people (laughs) did not get this shit together themselves. Oh, absolutely not. The only person who I think actually did dress himself to the T, every detail, is a man by the name of Puff Daddy. Did you see this wig? Yes, it was laid. <laughs> it's, it's like one of the wigs that Jay Versace uses in his Patti LaBelle video. <laughs> he had the block heel, he was giving you belt, he was giving you chest, oh my goodness. And he was taking snaps the whole night. Like. Yep. Puff Daddy was really feeling his look. And it made me so happy to see all these people congregated around Beyonce and everybody like really taking the theme seriously because she loves to have fun. She loves to sip her, you know, $1,000 glass of champagne and cut mm-hmm. it up a little. Um, and I, w- I was really happy yeah? to see Chance the Rapper was there because as we all know, you know, she surprised him at the VMAs with a hug and everything, and he was so excited. Sadly, our very own Meredith Graves, who was also in that video, did not score an invite to the party, um, which is probably for the best, because if Meredith got invited to Beyonce's birthday party, I would have had to kill her. <laughs> like she, We love you, Meredith. We love you, Meredith, but you would have been bodied. i was also especially glad to see kelly Rowland and michelle williams there because at first i accused kelly of being petty on beyonce's birthday because on the actual day of beyonce's birth the only instagram she uploaded was an ad for mcdonald's all day breakfast (laughs) Really? She's literally Maybe standing. Maybe Beyonce loves McDonald's. <laughs> she was standing breakfast. in front of a counter and it was like, love that McDonald's all day breakfast. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? Meanwhile, Michelle Williams uploaded a photo of herself and Beyonce. And she actually had to write in the caption, this is all in fun. Don't y'all make this into something else. Because you know, like she is probably constantly getting dragged in her Instagram comments. So she just had to like pre-warn people like, this is a fun post. Please don't be mean to me. Oh my God. Can I just say, I really need to put this out there and I feel like Beyonce would be happy that I'm talking about this. We need to lay off Michelle. Michelle harmonized just as well as anybody else. I love Michelle. She could, she did dance in her own special way. And she I'm danced like nobody was of watching. All of the like poking fun 
and dragging of her because she's not doing anything to hurt anybody. Like, she's so in her lane, we can barely see her. So, Michelle, I'm sorry if I've ever made fun of you like I just did 10 um, seconds ago. Michelle, I am sorry because you know I have, like, have made a career of making fun of you for probably 15, <laughs> 15 and 20 years. But... Um, <laughs> Ignoring Michelle and giving her, you know, some respite, I will just say the one person who was super petty on Beyonce's birthday was Nicki Minaj because she decided to drop her ooh freestyle on SoundCloud on the day of Beyonce's birth. And I was like, girl, if you don't get this half-baked um, freestyle out of here when Remy Ma already did a better freestyle like a month ago. It was just not a good look, especially because there, there's been all this news about, you know, people saying that Nikki's working on a pop album. And so I think she put the freestyle out to remind people of who she is. And I think it ended up not making the impact that she intended because A, it was Beyonce's birthday. So nobody's listening to your freestyle. We're all listening to Beyonce. And... <laughs> Also, it just was, it was extra, in my opinion. Right. Like, there was no real reason for you to release a pink print freestyle in September of 2016. It's like, also, it's not relevant. Young M.A. is already, like, perfect on that track. Like, it's already dominating radio. And it's literally about to be the song of the summer when the summer's already over. Like, she's bringing the summer back so y'all can listen to this fucking song. And... When Remy dropped her freestyle, she called it the ooh-ooh freestyle. Like, she referenced the song. That's Nicki true. Minaj called it the pink print freestyle. And you know her white fans are out here thinking that she came up with that beat. And it almost seemed like a cosmic coincidence that when Beyonce put up her birthday Instagram, the song that she had playing in the background, what instrumental was it? Ooh-ooh. <laughs> Listen... I thought that that it was too good to not be petty. <laughs> right. Like nobody does opinion. petty better than Beyonce at all. I mean, I still remember her classic Instagram from bed on the day of Kim and Kanye's wedding. <laughs> she was looking at the skylight. <laughs> Girl, she just woke up from a nap. <laughs> she was like, oh what day goodness. is it? <laughs> talked a lot about Beyonce and before we go I know that you probably don't want to discuss this but we're going to anyway there were other blessings to be had on Labor Day weekend um, because Rita Ora managed to scam her way into the Vatican where she performed for the Pope this was it's almost like the gods above are trolling me in wanting to please you. I could not have been more upset to see that tableau of Rita Ora in like a black doily at the Vatican singing What Child Is This for the other most famous Albanian scammer to have ever lived, Mother Teresa. <laughs> Listen, I feel a type of way about Mother Teresa, okay? When I was a kid, Mother Teresa, Aaliyah, and Princess Diana were my favorite three women in the world. I know it's really weird, but they were my three. They were my trinity. 
And, you know, one by one, I just kept losing all of them. First, Princess Diana died. Aaliyah dies. And then Mother Teresa also died. But the thing was, she was old, so I was ready for it. But then when I found out about the fact that she, A, wasn't really Indian and was low-key trying to pass like she was, and then (laughs) B, was taking all of the money that she was raising for, you know, the poor people she was supposed to be in custody of and using that to make herself rich and that these people were living in such destitute conditions. Ah, like she ruined my childhood. She ruined my Catholic childhood. I went to Catholic school all my life and she was the first glimmer of, damn, all of your faves are problematic. You know, I think Mother Teresa actually probably funded Aaliyah Airlines. (laughs) Ira the Aaliyah Airlines joke (laughs) dies this week (laughs) no one's gonna want to date me now (laughs) I just want to commend Rita on such a landmark year she's having you know she performed for the Pope she was at the VMAs for no reason other than to just walk out and pinch Ansel Elgort's cheeks. But, you know, she got, like, third row at the VMAs because, like, she's now in the Viacom family. She's hosting America's Next Top Model. And she was just on the cover of, like, Vogue Italia. Like, she's slaying it. Now all she needs to do is, like, actually release an album. Yeah, I doubt that'll that'll happen. Well, you she's know. She's just like her, her sister in Caucasian-ness. Mother Teresa. Well, you know what? Mother Teresa never released an album either, and she's a saint now. So stay mad. This episode of Speed Dial was produced by Kasia Mihailovich, Michael Catano, and Mukta Mohan for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at MTV Podcasts. Subscribe to Speed Dial and other MTV podcasts on iTunes.